Cheers. Cheers. Peter. I'm Ambi. Welcome to the Diplomacy Games. What, what's Getting a, a fly out of my, my hops. Oh, I thought go. for a second maybe a, a drop of my wine had fallen into your um, the head of your beer. No, it was a, it was a midgy. Anyway, a midgy? Yeah, a midgy. Uh, this is Diplomacy Games. Yes, if that podcast about all things diplomacy. Many things to learn. Yes. And we're slowly getting to all things, but there's still so much stuff to talk about. There is. So much so occasionally we go loop back and talk about the same shit again, but anyway. That's because we love the game so much. Hey, how many times can you play France? Never enough. <laughs> uh, you can say that about any country, really. That's right. Although England, probably one time too many. Why do you say that? Oh, no, I find it the least interesting of all the countries. Because you find gameplay can be formulaic if you want to succeed? Yeah. I, I, find, I find it... It offers the least amount of weird potential openings you could make, right? That have potential ramifications. Yeah, sure, you can do some weird shit. Yeah, you can do weird as, shit. As, as England, right? <laughs> but... You know, weird shit with ramifications. Yeah, apart from Germany and, and France going, Whoa, let's get this guy. Yeah. You know, what, what, you know, you're really going to go two options, to be honest. Tell me more. Well, you I mean, mean you, you, you go for France yeah, or you yeah. go against... No, 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 you go for France, you can go against Germany, you can go against Russia. Yeah, but then... You're so reliant on your neighbours to be open to do fun gameplay, aren't you? Right? Otherwise it's stock standard, I'm going to do the yes, yes. Scandinavian thing or I'm going to go for the low countries and hopefully Germany's going to support me against France or France is going to support me against Germany. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, what else is there? It's not like you could do a... a well, we've talked about before how much fun it would be and I'm really looking forward to the day when we do one of those POTS games where we draw France and England yep. and we decide to go... Let's get England into the mid. Early. Early. Yep. Do you think you could do that if we drew England, Italy? Well, yeah, of course. Because you're both going up against France. Provided that you're not getting attacked by someone else at the same time. Which you probably would be if you're playing England. If you're playing who? If you're playing England, you probably would be. I thought you're more Italy, you're going to say. Because you've got to worry about Austria, you've got to worry about Turkey. Yeah, so, so you just remove half of the board from your entire sphere. Anyway, anyway. Well, we're jumping straight into it. I, I just we are, think we that are. England's like, you know, you play one too many times England. But then, you know, I'm a variant player for the most part. That's true, that's true. And you don't like talking to people. You're very antisocial. I can be, yes. <laughs> I can be. <laughs> no, you're such an introverted, shy guy. Oh, <laughs> That's why alcohol helps. Well, makes you ex- exuberant <laughs> and external... Uh, oh, fuck, must be introvert. Introvert? Oh, introvert. Extrovert. Extrovert, yes. Anyway. So we're recording in Hellcat Maggie. Hellcat Maggie's kitchen. 
Huh? Hellcat's Maggie's Kitchen. Oh, it's a bar and kitchen. I think most places nowadays have been a bit of a bar and kitchen thing. And actually, I probably do need to get some food later on because Mrs. Amby said she's not cooking tonight. The kids aren't home, so if you want to fucking eat. Oh, I had sushi on the way here. Maybe I'll just have some chips, I don't know. We'll work something out, we'll work something out. Yeah. What is it? I think I it's a um, wing special, 50 cents of wings. Yeah, that's not very, That's going to work very well on get all that sticky it's shit in your hands. Things, yeah. um, what are you drinking, I by the way? I am drinking an IPO. Yes. I didn't catch the name of it. I'll tell you in a second. What are you drinking? Um, you want to check for me. Mine's a St. Helots something. Uh, mine's a Fixation IPO. Right. And yours is a... St. Helot. St. Helot Garden of Eden Shiraz from South Australia. And listeners, when it comes to St. Helot, St. Helot, if you see that on a... Um, particularly our, even our American friends, but definitely our Australian friends, if you see a St. Helot in a bar, you're guaranteed a two-centre opening. It's always reliable, it's consistently reliable, consistently smooth, doesn't kind of have this mind-blowing three-supply centre opening, oh, yeah. but it's always a good, solid gameplay, you know what I mean? You don't want to overextend yourself, so... So it sounds like it's a it's a good go-to wine. It's a good go-to wine, yes. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, considering I've been sipping on it for a while and I've had no complaints, I'd have to say, um, given I was complaining about England before... Um, yes. So it's, it's like you've it's not a, drawn England. I've not drawn England. Or you've drawn England and someone said, let's do something funny. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not a funny one. It's not, no, no, it's more like a... Um, more like a solid German opening. You've taken Denmark, you've bounced Russia out of Sweden, and you've taken Holland. And you're in a potential alliance with England, who's invaded Scandinavia. Okay. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. Not the all. best. Not bad. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, so, um, I think last time we recorded, we recorded via Skype. And that was because we expected that when we were going to catch up, we'd go into lockdown. Yes. And we actually never went into lockdown. We skipped that. We skipped it. We it did cool. like the Neo and Matrix. We're dodging the bullets as they fly past in slow motion. It amazes me how many of it were dodged in the state. To be perfectly honest with you. I think it's because it's warmer up here. The bug doesn't deal very well with, you know, warmer climates. Which I might be making that bullshit up, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm quite... Like, I'm like, there's a bit to it, and then you, then you think, um, well, Thailand's going through there like a house on fire. Oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's fucking hot over there. It's hot as. Yeah. You know, Indonesia. Yeah, it's fucking hot there. Yeah, so I don't think it's the heat. No. But then, neither is, like, the cold, you know, like the southern hemisphere or the northern winter climates. So I'm just talking shit again? Well, it had legitimacy until we started thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so obviously that's that's not the uh, the reason. Maybe it's just you know, good 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 hand hygiene or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably got more to do with the fact that the border's locked and no one can fucking get in. <laughs> probably got part to it. So um, I'm sure some of our overseas people probably saw a few few uh, few weeks, a few months back. You know, Australia and New Zealand were always like, oh, you know, they're the only ones that kind of seem to have got their shit together with COVID. And then, like, New South Wales has got, you know, 1,000 to one, one, 
1,000 to 1,500 cases a day. Yep. South Victoria is up to about 500, 600 a day. Back to another lockdown. So they're all in lockdowns. And I think everyone's just going, let's just fucking get the vaccination rate up so we can start chilling in those people who don't want to get vaccinated. Oh, well. Stiff. Yeah, that's right. That's a bad luck. You don't, you don't want the vaccines. They have, have, a bit of, have a bit of COVID instead, apparently. That's the attitude, at least. I always say horse dewormer. Who? What? Wormer. Horsty Wormer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hear it? Did you send me that? What did I send you? So who was the guy, who was the Australian MP that suggested Horsty Wormer? Oh. Was um, it Craig Kelly? Name alludes me, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was the guy that kind of doesn't believe in vaccine yeah. and all sorts of, and COVID's yeah. a conspiracy and shit. Every country's got one, haven't they? And um, so the thing was, I'm going to show you this. I said, let's pause for a second. Okay, so we're, we're back. So, um, back. yeah, so Craig Kelly is the guy who kind of talked about having, you know... Um, it is Craig Kelly. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, with the, you know, having the horse injection shit. No, no, ho- ho- taking horse medicine vaccine. Yes. So, um, so obviously he... You can have like a domain name for your, for your you know, for, as a parliamentarian or whatever. Some of them are like official things, like on government sites. But he must have had like a local one for, you know, for his constituency stuff. You know, as an MP. So he had CraigKellyMP.com. Okay. And he kind of fucked up because he forgot to re-register the domain. Oh. So someone, someone has now kind of got the Craig Kelly is a massive fuckhead. Send <laughs> 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 names now. Craig forgot to renew his fucking lease. Suck shit, C-Man. <laughs> uh, help cop block Craig. <laughs> so anyway, so it's basically... just said Craig Kelly a big bag of dicks. <laughs> so it'd be like the equivalent of like, you know, basically having a, a troll take over your own website no. and, just, and you couldn't do anything about it because you let it lapse. <laughs> Oh, I bet you he's feeling pretty shitty now. Anyway. <laughs> so you were sending me stuff also yeah, during I sent the break. Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah. The first one's for our American viewers. Um, oh, that's just that's just humorous. That's just humorous stuff. Yeah, no, yes. that's... Um, no. Well, we all know Kane is a humorous guy. Is this one... What's oh, this that's one? A, that, that's a meme. Um, when I was a kid, I thought that quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem than it is. Yeah, essentially all of these things happened in TV shows as a kid. That yeah. People caught in quicksand. Anyway. Does anyone ever get caught in quicksand? No, it's not a big problem. <laughs> but as that a kid, girl got caught in quicksand. Hey? That's uh, Batwoman. Um, that's the one-off never-ending story. That's... Um, that, that's that, Johnny Depp doing something, isn't it? No, 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 no. That's the um, Princess Bride. This one's Blazing that's Saddles. Blazing Saddles, yeah. All caught in quicksand. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. But, uh, go back to the... Go the other thing. Okay. Yeah. So you did send me something, which is... Do you want me to read the extract first? Yeah, no, read the extract. Yeah. Okay, so this is from Reddit. Um, posted in the uh, sub-me... Sorry, the Reddit thread funny by you slash drop name. In metric, one milliliter of water occupies one cubic centimetre, weighs one gram, and requires one calorie of energy to heat up one degree centigrade, which is 1% of the difference between its freezing point and its boiling point. 
and the amount of hydrogen weighing the same amount has exactly one mole of atoms in it. Mole? Yeah, I'm assuming that's a technical term. Anyway. No. Whereas in the American system, the answer to how much energy does it take to boil a room temperature gallon of water is go fuck yourself because you can't directly relate any of these quantities. <laughs> so there we go. That's one for our American listeners there. Um, yeah. Although... I, okay, and then you, then you kind of sent me this other thing, which is like a... That's, that's the actual conversion table, how to get a gallon to a... To a pint or a, a quart pint. or a cup, and then back to teaspoons and tablespoons. And took me a while to work this one out. That's so. wrong, though. They've got like three teaspoons equals a tablespoon. Isn't it four teaspoons equals a tablespoon? A tablespoon is larger than a teaspoon. Yeah. I thought oh, it was but four it could be different in America, right? Oh, like, this is American teaspoons. This is American you know, they must have bigger teaspoons. Well, everything's bigger in America. Could be, yeah. Yeah, gallons yeah. are bigger, hats are bigger, teaspoons are bigger. Mm. I, I, like, I like this one. One third of a cup yep. is one teaspoon and five tablespoons. A third of a cup is a teaspoon? It's right. one teaspoon and five tablespoons. One plus... Well, that... Yeah, see? That doesn't... So three tablespoons and one teaspoon is a third of a Oh, you add it together? Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm a slow learner, obviously, on on maths. Well, you look at this. Okay, I just... Mrs. Kane is is an American. Mm Mm-hmm. And... From the uh, the great state of um, Oregon. Oregon. Yep. Home of Dr. Recommended, I think. I believe so, yeah. Who else is up that in the woods too? There's a couple of players too. Um, well, there's a few in Washington. There's quite a lot, quite a lot in Washington State, but Doctor Recommender I think is the only one that really stands out. Anyway, anyway, keep going. And she looks at that diagram of you know gallons to pints to quarts to cups and teaspoons and tablespoons to you know, and they've, they've just they just she's just digested that she knows how to do that in her head when it comes to measuring and so the simplicity of the metric system just throws her out you've got to be kidding me I'm not kidding you well I heard the other day that I think with um, as a result of Brexit Boris is now wanting to I think change all the um, the weight measures in the UK back to the old traditional ones as well Reminds me of a joke. Oh, you tell me a joke. I love a good joke. Yep. Okay, so two old timers are sitting on a, on the porch, and they're talking about you know the change of everything from imperial to metric, and, and the first guy goes, uh, "Well, we gotta, you know, the next thing that they'll be doing is they'll be changing the side of the road we're driving on." You know? The other guy goes, "Well, you know." That wouldn't be too bad, provided they bought it in gradual, like. <laughs> Sorry. That's not bad, that's not bad. I don't mind that. Anyway. I tried to steer away from left or right hand side of the road on that one. Appeal to the international audience. That's right. So, you all know driving on the left hand side of the road is bad. I don't know. Why not? Well, because I've driven on both sides of the road. So have I. And you still think left's better? Yes. 
You know what I think actually works best? No road, no sides. No, a so in in, in the left hand in that left hand um, if you drive on the left, yeah. your steering wheel's on the right. Yes. Okay. What I felt worked best is when you drive on the right, but your steering wheel's on the right. Uh. It's not such a big a problem these days. Actually, that doesn't work very well. Actually, no, it does because you keep you keep you keep on the edge of the the curve, so you keep out of the way of all the other traffic. Because I find just do my head in because you know if you're on the doesn't matter right or left, the main the medium is on your side. That's the easiest way to remember right or left according to the... So you're saying it's better to be close to where the other cars are going past as opposed to mine which is better to be further away. Well, think about it. If you're going to get into a car crash, you need a self-reflective mechanism to get yourself out of trouble. Yeah. Right? So but why put yourself in trouble in the first place? You're putting the passenger in more danger if you're on the other side of the car. Most people don't have passengers in their cars. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're divergent. We're well divergent off the game of diplomacy. Well divergent. Well, well, well. Um, I'm well due for another beer, so... Shall we get some more drinks? Yes. Go. And we're back. And we're back. Cheers. Same again. Cheers. So, while I was off getting a beer, you were looking at abandoned games. I was. I was. Um... So obviously each individual um, diplomacy you know, platform is a little bit different to each other. And um, I recently thought, you know what? I'm not in enough games. Yep. I don't want too many games. No. Just enough. Because I think it was only one game at the time. Okay. Maybe it's not two enough. Games. One's not enough. Two. Yeah. Kind of looking for third if you're not doing too well in one of them. Yeah. Well, that's definite. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about one of those later. It's definitely not doing too well. Um, and anyway, I, I kind of saw this game. It's a, it's a divided states game, and I thought, um, I think I was just, I was just, it's it's anonymous. I can't kind of say who I am, but you're, you're presumably not in this game. I hope. No, I'm not. Good. So I've bought into this player. Okay, well, buying into a. This is vegan, right? Yeah. So buying into an abandoned position is good because you don't lose your rank if you lose, right? So it protects your ranking. So this is for rank whores like me. This is something that anyone out there should be going, shit, if I didn't know that already, i.e. Ambi, I better start buying in. Well... I thought that was common knowledge because that's Clearly why not. there's so few <laughs> abandoned positions left abandoned on vegan. Okay. So you can okay. take over a position, and if you do really well, you get you know you get a share of the draw or you win. You get that ranking as if you had started from the start. Right. But if you lose, your ranking is safe. Okay, so we're, we're gaming the system. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just pointing For those who care about the system and, an incentive. and want to game it. An incentive to taking over abandoned positions. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're now sharing that with all players. Uh, would that be the same? Because the code sets is pretty much exactly the same as WebDip, is that be the same or different or we don't know? 
No, WebDiff has a different, no, it's a different uh, ranking system in WebDiff. Yeah. Oh well. Well, I did well then, didn't I? Because not only did I buy into a position that was, um... It's a fight to the draw. Well, yeah. Look, and then, look, there are there are a number of other higher place players, so they have shadow of a doubt. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in a middle base position, you know? Okay. And um, what do you actually look like on the board? I'll bring it up for you. It's interesting because the problem is when you buy into a position, often it's because someone has obviously gone into civil disorder. Yep, they've And, and had doing it. so, um, you often pick up a position where someone's, you know, moved into your, your, your area because no one was defending it. So I'm this one here. Yeah. You're not doing too badly. Yeah, except I dislodged that player there who had a unit up here. So he's going he's gonna to retreat back to one of my supply centres. Oh, yes. But basically, I knew that was going to happen. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to force him into a corner to then keep him out, you know? Because I've can i I've got, I've got the units up here against one unit to be able to eventually get rid of him. So you're triaging your position, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And at the moment, fortunately, that the, uh, the country I've picked up, or the state I've picked up, hasn't got any other, um, any other enemies. So no one else seems to be attacking me at present. And you're showing friendship to this. Oh, I haven't been showing friendship. I've just been not attacking. I mean, sorry. The the moves that you're seeing now is the not aggression at least. Well, yeah, I'm not attacking them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and clearly, I'm at war with someone else and not picking a fight. Um, although it's interesting that he was throwing love to my enemy. Probably because I'm over here, technically in his land, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's technically in his land. Actually, I don't even know who's that one. This one or that one. That one. Next is fun. Usually, can take a few turns to for a new player to be either accepted, accepted, or, or chosen to be eliminated. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and at this early stage, like you indicating that you're not being aggressive to him, you're, you know, you've made no overt aggressive moves against that particular player. Yep. Um, I would be reading that as. You know, okay, I'm going to keep a, I'm going to keep a strategic defence, but I'm going to see if I can't focus my units elsewhere, which yep. is potentially going to. Be. So my plan at the moment for this one, and again, sorry, listeners, you can't see this because it's anonymous, so I can't we can't kind of show you the maps. So, um, but hey, we've got to kind of because Kane is not in the game, I can talk to him, and it's, it's great to kind of talk to a, a fellow diplomacy fan you know I would love to be less scrupulous around that rule it's kind of like a self-imposed rule that we put on each other well it's an anonymous game so yes. if we talk too much about it we're outing ourselves yeah. I think that's technically not in the spirit of the game I know maybe maybe here's the thing we send a message to the site admin saying this is what we intend to do if you see any issue about it please let us know in the next four weeks plenty of time and of course, we know that he doesn't turn up to the website. So it doesn't matter. You're a mod. Maybe you should talk to your fellow mods. See what they think. Oh, I'll probably get a soon no, probably. Um, well, yeah, there are some very um, forthright people in the mod community. At the, at the, I think I think most diplomacy <laughs> platforms mods are quite forthright people by nature, aren't they? It's um, like part of the job description. I feel pretty deviant about my position at times. Um, 
Not, not, no, no, not like I'll do deviant things with my position. No, 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 no. But and not because you're a deviant, because you're not. Yeah, well, exactly. We had, we had not. We hope, but. <laughs> Like you said that too. You know, but messing with the arbitrary rules around discussing ongoing games in anonymous. Yeah, I don't know. I think we should just do as we keep doing. We should do what? We shouldn't change. We should just keep doing as we do. Just keep doing as we do. So, in other words, what I'm thinking at the moment, as I said, in the north, this guy should be able to probably, where I dislodged him, he'll probably retreat to there, I'm guessing. And then it's just a case of casually then moving up here and then popping them out. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. And down in the south, I've tried to orchestrate my positions tactically so that I've got three against two. So in spring, hopefully I can pop that and then maybe, maybe, maybe pop another. He may choose to dislodge it and build in his home supply centre. He could. And if he did that, that would make my life easier too. You've got this tidal wave coming down from the north. Yes, I have noticed that, actually. Why support yourself in when it's just an empty, vacant thingy? Uh, There's no standing armies. Oh, there is a standing army. Okay. Yeah, no, divided states are standing armies. <laughs> Fucking forget what I just said then. Yep. Yes, but I think that tidal wave is probably coming. I just wish that there was a bit more fleet action around the centre of the board in divided states. And well, I don't know how you'd make that happen. Maybe you'd need to raise the coastal level 50 metres or something. Yeah, you would. You'd have to basically flood the um, Mississippi... Basin, yeah. Basin, yeah. I was going to say Delta, but that's just down in Louisiana, and I thought Valley, no, that's somewhere else. Yeah, the Basin. I mean, you'd lose some of that, but you'd gain so much more strategic interest in a map like this. That would be interesting. And who... Okay, you've, you've played Divide States quite a number of times. Yes, I have. Right. Have you ever seen a fleet build on the inland of America, on the rivers? Not on the rivers. Obviously around Great Lakes, absolutely. Yep. Um, and uh, around the normal, you know... Around the coast. Coast. The actual absolutely. rivers themselves. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. The only time... I, I can't remember if I have seen one or not, but I think if I did, it probably was a fuck-up. Because there's no strategic benefit. Unless there was a rule change. Right. Like, if you made the Mississippi... Please. Like, if the, because... Okay, when you think about the Mississippi, Mighty Miss. Yeah. I haven't actually been there. Have you been there? No, I've not been to the Mississippi. I probably would have flown over it. But whether I paid attention at the time or not. No, but my recollection it. is, particularly as you kind of get down the that Mississippi Basin... Probably, probably after the point of maybe the convergence of the Mississippi and the Missouri. Right. Maybe, like, if you said, well, that that's so wide, you can't just... Let's assume that if there's war between the states, what would be the first thing you would do if you were a state who maybe was worried about your defence and you had the Mississippi River as a border? What would you do? Blood the bridge. Boom! Okay? Now you can't just get your tanks and just go roll on over. Putting True. aside American civil engineers or army engineers who could just build pontoons. Pontoons. Let's pretend that doesn't happen, okay? okay yeah. So the only way across then is by fleet. So you're, you're advocating for this a Mississippi massive... sea region. Yes, yes, and you can't kind of just, can't just go across. 
Okay. Or maybe you only have some strategic choke points, like you have in the uh, Renascimento game for the the um, the Italian. Yeah. What do call it? The yeah. Alps thing. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. call it? No, I hear what you're saying. Oh, you can have little bridges over it, like yeah. key locations. Or like your, um, you know, Malong uh, Mongolian game. Yeah. Or, or you could go like the Vikings variant and well, allow can... convoys by fleets on the river system. Can you do that? Yes. Oh, right, gotcha. So in other words... Okay, so... We can use the map, but because most players don't actually know the map, let's just make it simple math. Yeah, so let's say let's, you've got you've got an army in Lafayette. No, well, yeah, well, maybe, yeah, 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 okay, sure, right. whatever. You've got a fleet in... Yeah, see, we're going to have problems here. Okay, just imagine, I'll, I'll just, just imagine people don't know this map, okay? You have an army in New Orleans. Right. Okay, and you want to get it all the way up to, well, probably Arkansas, because we love Arkansas. <laughs> you could have maybe a an army in New Orleans, a fleet on some. The midges seem to love your beer. They're drunkards, aren't they? Drunkards. Drunkards. All right. Yeah. And you may have like a fleet or two along hmm. territories that border the Mississippi. Yeah. Allowing you to convoy from New Orleans all the way into Arkansas. Yes. Exactly. You know, like you can skip. Like you can move fleet. You can move armies faster. By having river logistics, I like that idea. You know, and do you think it would, it would only it really, really play an interesting role with allies as well? Like you could have, like let's say you're playing Louisiana and you've got an ally in Mississippi who's kind of a bit stuck, but he's got a couple of spare armies. You could yeah. convoy that army all the way up to Arkansas. I think the greatest benefit in that rule change, though, would be if you could only build in your home supply centres. Because otherwise, if you can build anywhere, it kind of negates a lot of the benefit of that. You can build only in your home supply centres, but you can have a transformer. That's okay. That works. That works too. And coastal train and, tra- and convoys on rivers. Okay. Cool. Now you just need to um, for Ollie to turn up. And allow, allow you to have like a change to all the rules and everything and create a new variant. So good luck with that. Um, and if he does turn up and does that, then obviously we don't send him the email saying we're going to share details after you know, forward. Where's Ollie? That's the question. He's in life. Yeah. Look, as long as he keeps. Paying the money or whatever it is to kind of keep the domain and keep the hosting. Yeah. That's the main thing, otherwise it's took falls in a big shit heap and yeah. Craig Kelly might take it over and turn it into his own website. Hey, I had a position in one of my games recently that opened up and that would have been a great one for you to join. Oh really? Yeah. Someone else has taken it over, another point four. See, what I tend to do, being Australians, I find the best time to stalk an open position is when you know that all of our American friends are fast asleep in their beds. 
and yep. and the clock is ticked over like at about you know one a.m. two a.m. over their time. Yep. And it's just like normal wake up time here. Yep. Check it in the morning. Yeah. So like you know, automatically eighty percent of the people that could probably pinch the position, you're there. It's actually Using probably the right now to your advantage. Yeah, as I said, this is all about gaming the system. <laughs> Apparently, that's what we do nowadays, Kana. Because we're such great diplomacy players, we have to kind of, you know, see if there's any. Oh, fuck, there's no open positions. Um, anyway, so I did recently buy into that one, and it's going okay. Not too bad. Okay, yeah. I rarely reckon the first. I need to see how it pans out in the next game year or two. Because it's important I do that. Because in recent um, recent times, I've also bought in. I've also bought into another fucking game. Um, oh yeah. Which is, is this anonymous? I don't think it is. No. No, it's not anonymous. I know. That, I know. So it's a Spice Islands game. So oh, this is the one where you started off in a. No, you bought into a shitty position. No, you. No, no, no. I, I started the position like, like normal. NMR. I, I think I talked about this last time around. You know. Yeah, yeah, you did. Try to reach out to Goldie and you know see if we can work something out. Reach out to Mickey ninety nine. There was one little problem. And you missed your first turn. I second my, turn. Well, I missed my, I missed my um, second turn, yes. Yeah. Um, mainly because this is a 24-hour phases, mm-hmm. and I don't do well with 24-hour phases. I need at least two days so I don't fuck up too often. I'll get, get time yeah. to check in. So as a result of that, my opening position was shit. I never got any, any, um, any builds. Yep. And then, you know, people start coming and attack me. Mm. And then they team up and they attack me more. And I'm just trying to do my best tactically now. I, I keep kind of, send, kind of sending out warm messages to um, neighbours far afield to come to my aid. But it's not happening. No, no, no. And why should they? You're, you're dead in the water unless you can do something. Yeah, I'd say some that. nice things on the podcast about them. They get some, you know, <laughs> massive boost in their, you know, awareness in the diplomacy community that they're a, you know, a good-hearted player that comes in and can come to the aid of an ally when they're in trouble. Oh, okay. In which case, we'll give you a shout-out and let you know how nice you are. And So there we are, guys. So, so anyone who's out there in the Spice Islands game, so um, um, particularly if you're Hector um, or Goldfinger, or main road fan oh. actually probably not but nah, he's out his way out we'll give a bit of a shout out and on top of that if um, Tucker Tuckerberg which is a great name <laughs> and, and Mikey99 decides to give me some fucking break I'll give them a shout out too okay so using press says it's meant to be made meant to be used yes although this game tricked me up on one thing. Oh, yeah? Okay, so... It's not a big thing. But it's rulebook press. Yeah, you can't communicate when you're um, in builds or dispense. That's right. Or retreats. And that hasn't been a problem for me tactically or strategically. It's just been inconvenient. Yeah. Um... So I guess it's just like if you're playing a face-to-face game. That's rulebook press, yeah. Yeah. As per the rulebook. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, so um, so that's 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 um, 
one of my other games, and I think the only other game I'm in. Don't is... you remember getting hissed at at the first tournament we went to when you tried to communicate with someone during your retreat phase? Yes, but I was, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Take that on the chin. Um, the other game that I'm in is the um, uh, ongoing. Ongoing adventures of the Cloak and Dagger series in uh, Screaming Jugular Blood Axe Gusher. The, oh yeah, how's that going? Uh, let me just double check this. This is anonymous as well. So, um, I'm still this one. Okay, is that more or less last since last time? Sorry? About the same. No, 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 but it has been a small change. So I ended up stabbing somebody. Ooh, you did. Ooh, yep. you did. Okay, radio. Interesting, interesting. Actually, I haven't even checked this move up here. What happened? Oh, yes. At last, I've got some position over there, which I've been trying to get for, like, a gazillion years. Ooh, look at, look at that. Yes, it's wonderful, isn't it? Oh, what's going on? I don't know. It's like that. Yeah. Uh, looks like one of your neighbours is on the verge of collapse. That's good. And but the problem is, this other neighbour here, the one I attacked, he's now got a, a unit here, which creates all sorts of problems for me for sea lanes. And I think you can also go into there, which I'm a bit... Anyone who... Yeah, look, okay. So that's one build there. Oh, wait a sec. I get to... I got dislodged, didn't I? Oh, no, I got to move. I moved. Oh, fuck. That's okay. one build against two that you've taken off. Oh, yeah, because I've already got into there. Yeah. And so I can, can move swap. that one into there. Swap. And take an extra one, you know, but you're leaving that one open. I don't know. Yeah, because he may just go back there. He could. It's a guessing game. It's 50-50, isn't it? Well, he could go there. He could go there. He may decide to go here. Or may decide to just go in here because it's like a flurry of supply centres. Yeah. Oh, it's a big old guessing game. Actually, there. I need to encourage my ally here to kind of start going... Coming out to help me. You do, yes. And old mate here could move out there as well. Yeah, he's my ally too. Mm. So at the moment, I, I've kind of actually, because I've been working through how do I. I always expected I had to just, I'd have to stab this dude at some stage. Yeah. It's just the timing. And I really required this guy here to be in a position to start crumbling, and the timing is absolutely perfect for the stab. My only hope now is that my other remaining allies keep with me tangles. and we go into a, hopefully a four-way draw. Oh, mate's looking pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. But, but, don't forget, his only ally is this dude. And this one, this one, and this one are all up against him. So he's powerful now. His underbelly's a little bit exposed, but... People can break through. There's just too many numbers. You know what I like to do? I like to take a position and look at an ally. Yeah. And think to myself, why did that ally move the way they did? And sometimes I see the logic of it. Yeah. Whereas other times, there's always that potential for... And attack. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's possible. 
You have to. The problem is, though, Kana, as you know, look, when you've kind of. When you've thrown in your all with an alliance. Yeah. You put all in. You put all in. Yeah. You walk that fine line between how do I continue my war against our joint ally? Sorry, fuck. Our joint enemies. Yep. But also do so in such a way that you don't totally overextend exposing yourself to a ally deciding to take advantage of your position. That's what I'm up to with my game. Oh, um, hey, we talk about some of your games. Cause yeah, I was, no, no, no. Go, go. You said you were observing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. one do you want to talk about first? This one or that one? That one. Sure. So, this game, I'm... Oh, can we open the big map? At base. Oh, you've gone forward. I'm, I'm, I'm quite literally at the same... That, that, that decision-making space. How... Oh open. yes, yes, yes. Do I want to make myself against a mutual enemy, a mutual uh, like an ally, whilst having a mutual enemy? Yeah, look, I have actually been watching your games with great interest, and I must say, I'm a bit worried. As I've said before on tape, I'm on, I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the tape. I'm on record saying this. I think you've got great potential to be. Mm. A real player in the VDIP ranking scene. Probably better than me. Especially with some of these games. Yeah, this game's got a... Yeah. But the fact that your ally has kind of literally... Left himself open as well. Left himself... Himself. Him or herself or themselves way open. Um, I think this is one of those things where you've got too many... So wait a second, you're involved in this war here. Yep. Okay, so you're involved in that war there. Yep. You're involved in a war over here, or you expect to be? Um, I'm kind of being drawn into that conflict because By of your ally. my ally. But I'm happy to sort of assist where I can. Trouble is... There's such a, um, a concentration of units... Yeah, around I don't that expect order. to make much movement in this space. Now, because What's the deal with this player right here? Is he trustworthy? Um, blows me. He's just destroyed one of his long-time enemies. This dude? No, this guy here has just taken one of his long-time enemies. Yeah, but who did that used to belong to? Uh, that that dude. Oh, that one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um... But he's also involved he's in the also fight, involved fight here. In fight over there, so. So he's not going to pick a fight. He's not big enough to pick a fight with you and fight that one. Correct. So I'm kind of thinking of him as a, as as a. As a and you've got units on his border anyway. Yeah. What I really want to show you, though, on this particular map, oh, okay, is, is the previous map. Sure. Let's go to your 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 phone. I'll pull that up because. Oh, you're also involved in a war over here. Yeah. Fuck! Wars all over the place. What's the situation with this player over here? Is this a friendly or not? Well, you haven't picked any fights because he's too far away. You're going to let your ally. Of those, it's one of those moments where I think every diplomacy player just dreams of that kind of happening, right? Where 
you stab a player and instead of that player getting angry at you they double down on their enemy and keep on attacking their, their, original, their enemy. original enemy. Oh yeah, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> usually, I'm on, on, the, on the wrong end of that. <laughs> Leaving you surprised. I'm usually I'm usually the wrong uh, the, the the old original the old enemy that continues to be attacked. So, so he's just like he's quite literally vacated his position to myself and my ally in the north to attack and, and, who because so, of this dude. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what, what I'm pulling up here is just the, the, the game history, right? Oh, wow, this is, going, this is way back. This is going way back. You're very small you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you scroll that direction, you'll go back to, you'll go up the present, right? So, here I am. Yep. And I decide to make a, uh, make, make the stab. Where is it? Not quite there. Not quite there. Yeah, right. yeah, make a cheeky stab then, yep. Make the stab. And instead of him sort of... He, he actually doubles down on his original enemy instead of... You know, he doubles down on, on the other guy. On the other guy. <laughs> Leaving. But do you think he's doing that... Jump a few seasons forward and, you know, I'm, I'm now... You know, it's just... Well, that's worked out quite well for you, though, because the other guy that well, he keeps going doubling down on has almost been smashed... As and well, now he's yeah. almost smashed. <laughs> yeah, he's dipped down his original enemy. So the strategy there of doubling down on your Screw old enemy... you, I'm taking you down with me, uh, <laughs> And look, that type of stuff happens where you've got... I, personally, I think far more likely in a game where you're interacting with players through you know, press or through a face-to-face game, particularly if you don't know the fucking people. Um, because... That, that there's been a personal breakdown in the relationship. Yes. And someone feels jilted. Yes. Shafted. Yes. And they go, well, fuck you. I'm just not going to fucking give up on you. I'm just going to just... I, don't, I know I'm going to die. But I don't give a shit because I'm going to teach you a fucking lesson. <laughs> Take you down. Take you down. <laughs> And I, I've been there myself. I've been in that player's position. Oh shit! I've, I've <laughs> you know, been in that position, and I've received that many times. Um, unfortunately, way too many times. So, um, so when you're in that space, I mean, you're really. I mean, it's all it's all very good. But then, um, then you're not playing. You're not playing the game to win. You're not playing the game to draw. You're not playing the game to survive. No, you're, you're not playing the die. game to spite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to take that guy down. <laughs> and let's be perfectly honest. That could be just as much fun. So, look, okay, if I can just digress for one split second away from yeah, yeah, your yeah, game, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, remember, I think it was last episode, we were talking about one of the games I was playing over on Primacy, which was a, a normal classic board. Yes. I was... England. Yeah. I've been allied with France bring for quite a long while. I don't, know, I don't know how to bring it up on, on Primacy after the game's ended. Oh, surely it's there in history. Uh, oh, here, I'll pause it while you figure it out. Yeah. Okay, so coming back. So this is the uh, Dawn of Ferreira or whatever it was fucking called. I think yeah. I'll zoom out. So, um, 
as I said before, I've been getting along really, really well with France. I had had communications throughout the game with Russia, throughout the game with Turkey. Yep. In a similar situation to what we just talked about with spite and trust and bullshit like that. Yep. You know, I did one thing, one little thing to Russia. He did shitloads to me as well. Okay, but who but started it? Be honest. I think he did. <laughs> oh, yeah? By not following through with what we agreed. So I thought, no, well, fuck you. And I just went through and then he... <laughs> he, he okay, right. Yeah. Again, so he again. started down the breakdown of trust. That's right. So, like, I could never organise... So I got a situation where basically I... And I've said this before. Orchestrated so that I couldn't be... He could not break through my, my thing. I had, well, like... I hope that to cows come home so that... The old Barrett, Fleet and Barrett Sea, Army St. Petersburg. Yep, and nothing Russia can do. a fleet in the Baltic to kind of hold Kiel for forever. So with, him, yeah, with Russia no and Berlin and Munich, it was presence, just as easy. Yeah. And because I had St. P and couldn't be broken, he could never get a fleet in. And all the time he kept saying, you know, how about you attack France? We'll have a three-way. It's like, no, so you want me to stab my one and only ally the whole game has actually been faithful? Yeah. And on top of that, part of the deal was with me stabbing France was I'll give him back St. P, which is like, uh, no, because you will then build a fleet in St. P and there's this like, it's in a two-way draw or a solo. And I'm not part of that. So anyway, so we got to a stage where I was trying, and this gets to your point before around spite. Because they wouldn't kind of come to the party, this is Turkey and Russia. Yep. And also because Turkey was like, I have so many fleets in the Mediterranean. You've only got like only about three fleets. There's no way in the world you can you can stop me. <laughs> and it's like, don't, don't you guys know about stomach lines? <laughs> so then it became a spiteful exercise for me to orchestrate the stalemate line, which worked. You know what I mean? So the game ended with the English-French alliance in. You know, fleet Portugal, Fleet Spain, Fleet Med, so that could be held to the cows come home. Fleet English Channel, Fleet RSC, so I can hold MAO forever. Yep. Um, there was a French army in Gascony, French army in Paris, uh, English army in Burgundy, yep. and Belgium, French army in Ruhr, and English army in Kiel. So basically, Salmon Line, yeah. no one can get through. They had like units in Berlin, Munich, Marseille, Lyon. Western Med and Med and North North Africa and couldn't break through, despite 50 million fleets. And obviously they attempted to several times. Um, what was it that caused Turkey not to attack Russia? That would have been a. I kept asking him to do it all the time, and he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll attack Russia if you attack France." No. That's Doesn't right. <laughs> There's a stalemate line here, mate. You know, like. Anyway. Yeah, okay. So, so four-way draw. When it comes to spite, my spite and my, my actual goals of this game was I really, really want to orchestrate and uh, sorry, architect a solid stalemate line. Yep. And this is the first time that I've been in taking a leadership role in doing that on a board like this. Okay. And I really enjoyed doing that. The, yeah. the tactical element. Yeah. Whilst yeah. also thinking about the fuck you element. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm doing... 
fuck you for making me get tactical on this fucking game. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but I feel it's been good. In that, in that, going back to that that um, that Spice Islands game, because I'm in such a shitty position now. You try the strategy thing, but no one's going to come to the aid, as I said before, two two supplies and a player. So then now it's just a case of trying to tactically anticipate what other players are going to do to try to counter that and just keep yourself in the game long enough until someone else stabs one of the ones who are attacking you. You know what I mean? And you can uh, benefit if not survive or be in the junior yes. yeah. So, um, do we want to go back to your game or do you think we've covered up enough of that one for the moment? Yeah, no, no, no. That's enough for now. Should we get some more drinks? Oh, I think more drinks are in order. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we're back. Cheers. We're back. Cheers. So I was just talking to Abby off the top. Yeah, you go. You you know, go yeah. And um, obviously, there's some things I wanted to talk about that in specifics around countries. Abby. Yeah, so there's a couple of things. You, you showed me, without going into details, um, you'd been having a bit of a fight for a while with a player, and I've been there before where you. You're not really seem to make much inroads, but yeah. you are kind of casually creating a, a nice flanking manoeuvre to be able to make some, some impact there. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And around that same time, that player decided to stab a long-term ally. Yes. In spring. In spring. So it allowed that long-term ally to respond. Right. Fucking stupid. Anyway, go on. Anyway, so... Then all of a sudden, things started getting, you know, obviously the um, those former allies became... Long-term ally becomes and, and pretty new, fucking new-term pissed off. New-term enemy. New-term enemy. Very right. spiteful. You know, not yes. more like the other thing, which is like, oh, I'm going to double down on my old enemy. I'm actually going to double down on my new ex-friend. Now so, new so, enemy. so being in this position, I'm going to start throwing yes. love towards newly formed enemy. Exactly. While someone else starts then attacking the other guy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like so dominoes. It's, it's been really interesting actually seeing, seeing this because it just goes to show... Well, this is... Okay, in this instance, it just goes to show don't stab a long-term term ally where you don't need to. And this kind of gets me thinking about here and this one, okay, that we talked about before. Don't go there unless you see. Unless you see all of a sudden, you know, mysterious unit build up in that vicinity. Yep. And you've got a bit of a, um, a natural border there, which I think kind of helps you. Okay. So what I'm going to do is build an army. Is this? Uh, can you um, transform in this game or not? I can't remember. Sorry. You can't, you can't transform. Uh, yeah, you can. Can you? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can. Well, that's a good idea. Army's fine. Um, to build, to build, yeah, just, just, one there, one there, and the rest on the front, there, and, oh, no, down there. You've got to remember also that this particular, I'd, hard to talk about this without giving it too, too much. But the other thing I liked about what you were telling away. me was, alright, so, yep. Oh, that's there. Yep. Right. That's there. Yep. That's there. That's there with yep. builds. I've got yep. builds up my sleeve. So. Yeah, you got, you got a couple of builds. That's pretty good. Um, 
So you were talking to me about the concept of fault lines. Yeah. Tell me so, more about that. Sorry, actually, I already know about that. Now you told me about it. Tell the listeners about the concept of fault lines. Well, it's just, it, okay, it happens more on the larger maps than the smaller maps. Yeah. Uh, but on the larger maps, ones where I've done well in, I've really looked at areas that I could exploit as a player, right? And those kind of regions where there's argy-bargy between players, there's no kind of alliance structure that you can see. Those are the regions where you can make the most gains as a powerful third player, third party, right? So how would that work? So, so like you've got player A against player B, you've managed to come down to be bordering player A and player B. Yeah, but it gets more complicated than that, right? So player A and player B, both of enemies, player C and player D, right? right? Player C and D aren't friends, but they're attacking A and B. Yep. Yeah? A and B are, you know, they're, they're in minor conflict. Now, if your player E, you can make gains by attacking the region in between A and B, yep. because A and B are more concerned with what's going on against their C and D players. So are you saying that when you do that, either A or B start supporting you into these other areas? Yeah, you can gain friendship with them, potentially, yes. But it's regions of weakness. Right? Okay. So if you think just holistically about how the game of diplomacy happens, right? When you're playing the game, you're basically, it's kind of like a crab shell, right? So you've got a, you've got a weak inner shell, it's very mushy, mushy in the middle, right? yep. which is undefended, but your strong exoskeleton moves out. Continues to grow as you get bigger. Yeah. Yep. And you never, you never seem to have enough supply centers or units to make that shell just 100% perfect. Anyway, right? Alliances form when two players go, okay, my meaty crab heart and your meaty crab heart are happy to, to coexist and we'll focus our exoskeletons and expand outwards. So we trust each other, right? So your, your, your two soft underbellies are against each other. Yes. And your hard shells are expanding in separate directions. In separate directions, right? Yep. Now, if you imagine that analogy, where you've got Crab A and Crab B, and they haven't actually developed enough trust to expose their underbelly between each other, yep. right? But they've still got a little bit of tension between each other at some point. They keep pulling each other down out of the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, old yeah. bucket of crabs, yeah. In which case, that, that gap between the two crabs is actually weak for exploitation because neither of those two crabs have actually entered into a solid alliance. One of them is probably going to 
you know, give out and start supporting you against the other. You know, it's like that's a fracture line between the two. So you're, you're, so you're fracture line crab theory at the moment. Yeah. How's it working for you? We're pretty good in those two games, I'm thinking. And works well in a couple other ones that I've played in the past. On those larger maps. Larger okay. maps. Yeah, larger maps. Okay. So, it'd be interesting to see... So, have you done that in other games as well? The success? Yeah, I'd say so. So, I think it'd be good for um, the like, listeners who are in those larger games to try a bit of the fractured crab theory. See how it works. But then the question then becomes, how can you apply that to... Yeah. Standard game. Standard map. Yeah. I think it happens to a smaller extent. See, in the seven-player map, it exists, but the units, because of the ratio of one unit to you know, so only so many territories, is, is much more oversized than on those larger maps where you've got one unit to... 500 territories, you know. It, there's less of a meta in that sense. Like, like that. When you're playing larger amounts of units, that's where things get really kind of interesting in those larger spaces using the diplomacy based method of resolution. It's an observation. Very good. What about your other game? Oh, I was moving slower, and I'm in the uh, again. I'm in an unenvious position of it being very boring. Can't go wrong with a boring game. Can't go wrong with a boring game, but I'm just in a position where I'm not really making any great games, and going back to that exoskeleton scenario, the. I've got allies on all fronts and I'm really kind of struggling with where to go so I don't become stagnant. So this is where you're that player? Yep. Now, when we've been talking about this map previously, you've been in a fortuitous position where your exoskeleton seems to be touching... Know, soft underbellies of everybody, but no one's been prodding you back. Yeah, I mean, okay, ally here, ally here, ally there. So this one down here's not, but you haven't got a very small. Yeah, I'm that's, not exposed to that. That looks like a bit of a fault line there, doesn't it? Um, potentially, but they're allies. Ah, okay. Um, what about over here? Over this here, I'm in conflict. Some moves over that See, this is this is the the player I thought that you should have taken over. Oh, if only I saw it, Kana. <laughs> that would have been grand. <laughs> that would have been a good player to take over. Um, Except you fucking stabbed me when I was left my little underbelly open to your exoskeleton. Well, no, I'm actually going to move old mate down here because I don't want to actually attack this particular player because of the much larger threat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see that. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. So, you know, that, that, that was... What do you call it? You, you're just Where flanking. You, you're kind of... 
yeah, you make a move and you realise it's a pretty shit move and you want to try and pull it back. In doing so in such a way that the other player goes, oh, he wasn't attacking me at all, he wasn't threatening me, because he never attacked him, did you? No, 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 no. I just moved a little bit, a, yeah, bit too close. A little bit close to his turn. In fact, what I'm hoping is that this player reads that move as a, oh, that's a mistake, I meant to move to there. One letter difference. I must admit, if you're trying to send that player a message that I want to be your friend, <laughs> that movement to that particular territory? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's sending the wrong message. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to get up to mischief? If I did, it'd be a convoy. Oh. Yes, but you're still going to have to... Oh, no, but don't forget, this this one here can bounce. Yep. That one can bounce. Yep. And they've got no reason not to. So are you going to move this one then into here? No, I'm going to move old mate down to there and use him to support myself into... That country through a convoy. No, I'm going to convoy bugalugs to that corner territory. Thank you for the bugalugs. <laughs> I thought you were going to say and what it was then. Move old mate down to this, yeah, here, yeah, to then support or convoy into there, there to help myself flank against that that nugget. Okay. Now that player's not at war with his neighbour there. This player's allied against this guy. Against him? Allied with. Oh, with, yes, I mean, yep. yeah. I was hoping there'd be more movement that direction. This worries me. The movement up. Build there. I think that's a response to this retreat into there. But I'm okay. not sure. Still going to build there, um, and over here, I'm going to try and offer support against this bloke who's attacking this guy, who's an ally to me. Yeah. But he's also this this belligerent is an ally against this guy. So you talk about fault lines. That's the direction I could move. Without offending anyone. And then anyone. you see, like, with the fault line scenario, you then kind of start just trying to just wedge it. It's, it's actually almost like a, a wedge. Yeah. You wedge yourself into position, and then you start opening that up. Yep. And then keep going further down. To yes. grow your exoskeleton. Yes. But this is a really weird one, because... I should start trying to do your, your fault line theory in that um, divided states game I'm in. See if I can work something out. If the opportunity arises, I'm going to try to give it a go. If it arises. You need to be in a good state of... You, know, you need to be in a powerful position. You need the planet to survive. You need to be in a good space. Yeah, not fighting to survive. Very good. Oh, well. You've still got a lot of potential there, so let me just check your... Um, in that game... Supply centers you've got. Oh, thank you for backing me. I keep forgetting because I go with you. I'm not going with you. Oh, yeah. That's respectable. Yeah. This one's interesting in that game. Uh huh. 
Don't watch out for that guy. Yeah. I've noticed this player's been turning up a fair amount who is known for. Do you know that player's? Do you recognise that player's name? I recognise that. Okay. So this is the good thing where it's the theory of somebody who's a good player or at least a well-experienced player in a face-to-face type of community. Yep. Who then kind of picks up a... goes, oh, I'm going to start playing ex-diplomacy platform. Starts from a base level of, you know, zero. You know, we're all got to the same starting point. Yes. And this is my concern about games where you've got people who start theoretically are new players. They're not really newbies, some of them. Some of them are quite experienced players who just happen to be new to the platform. I expect that, that player here to kind of improve their uh, score over time. Well, that's how the ranking works. Right? If you're experienced and you know your shit, you're going to increase your ranking. Yep. Just because you know how to play the game. And players who enter it at, you know... It's not a baseline zero. It's a baseline of a thousand. Yeah? Yep. This is big dip anyway. And if you lose, you go down, and you go up, you go up, you know. More often than not, I go down. Well, recently. Yes. Now, it's getting a bit loud here, but uh, I did want to touch on very, very briefly in Primacy. We talked about that um, that classic game I was in. That you yeah. have to get my nice little Starmac line going on. Well, you were in that fantasy game as well. I was in two fantasy games. So one is now finished. Okay. Oh, I said actually I gave the last game the wrong name. The last game actually was that we talked about was the eloquent Minsky. Anyway, the Dawn of Ferenor was oh, no Legend of Ferenor. Yeah. Just give me a sec. Unfortunately, the Primacy app every single time seems to load. It's actually a little bit longer. Reloads, yep. Review. So I did end up winning the uh, Legends of Ferranor game. But this is the one where you felt it's kind of like an unfair win, is that right? Where yes, you, yeah. I won, but it was because... NMRs across the board. NMRs happened everywhere. Yeah. So I had a great position, and it helps when you no one's actually fucking attacking you. So let's not spend too much time on that. It's a deficiency at the moment, I suppose, in that platform. Yep. What I want to talk about was this new game that I've joined, which has only just recently started. So. And it is a... Fuck, what's it called? Middle-earth. Middle-earth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know... Oh, cool. From Tolkien. Right. Okay, so what... What, what are each unit? Are they all armies? Yeah. I don't remember. It's a zoom and you've got to use that one over there. So they're all armies. But some players can build fleets. Yeah, I've built a fleet. Are you the only player who built a fleet? Because I think strategically, it gives me a much better position around this way when I start flanking and attack this dude. Because he's your number one enemy anyway, straight up, right? Well, this one, this one in MR. So he's he's easy pickings. Two then. Yeah, there's that dude, and there's this dude. He's one in MR. 
This one moved out to here and picked up one supply centre. I only picked up one supply centre. I can't tell them to park. Oh, um, this one is, this one's greener, that one's bluer. More oh, teal. That, that, that's, that's green and white, that's white and green. And I'm blue and white. Okay, you're blue and white over there. Okay. And there's another blue and white over there, purple and white. It's the problem with the old, oldie map. It kind of looks very yellowy. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's like, it's again, like, like you're in grade seven and you create a, an old pirate map and you stained it with tea leaves and things like that. And stamped it under things. You've got the lighter out and put it in the outside of it because that's what happens to old maps. Yeah. Skills that you learnt when you were in year seven. You learned lots of skills in grade seven. <laughs> This bar's got fucking busy. Oh, you did that too! <laughs> Fuck, I have to practice. <laughs> before, okay, without going into a lot of detail, before we went on tape, we kind of realised that about that same informative age of like about 12 or whatever, 11, 12, we, all, we both learnt the same skills. We both learnt two important First off, we learnt the magic trick with the matches. Yes. We'll show you guys one day. And, um, yes, I forgot when it was actually this is when you start kind of um, flicking your, your fingers. Oh, you're making like raindrop sounds. Oh, mine was more the deeper ones that you can do, like the um, William Tell Overture by this. Oh, no, I heard that. Oh, no, why is this a fucking raindrop? <laughs> so, Kane, so I learnt raindrop ones, and I learned how to do the William Tell Overture on you. Cheeks are on your, 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 your Hello. Uh, no, we're going to finish this and probably Thank you. Thank you. That's why I got so busy. Why do you think they're the bars that got trivia? What time is it? It's almost six thirty. Six thirty. It's probably a good time to wrap it up. What do you feel about Medi like the, the Middle Earth maps? Well, it's early days yet, so I'm only going into spring of like the equivalent of 902, okay? Yeah. So we've had the first game year. So far, so good. Um, as I said before, we've got a situation where we've got one player hasn't moved, hasn't tried to move, so obviously an MR. This player has then moved into MR. This one hasn't played. I think the problem is... Was player pro- base? Yeah. I think privacy's player base is still very young. And whilst you've got the notifications that you can say, hey, the turn's rolling in, you know, six hours, an hour, whatever. Yeah. Um, if people just turn up, join, and just don't fucking check and don't give a shit, it like, makes it hard. Like app games. Huh? Yeah. So much power with apps, but at the same time, you're going to get random. So. And I think because it's still early days, you don't have what you see before. You don't have the player base. Yeah. So if you look at, like... VDIP, WebDIP, PlayDIP, any of those type of platforms. You've got a solid player base where you can still have a normal game with, I don't know, seven players, ten players, whatever, how many players. If one player NMRs, that'd be good. Someone's going to take it over. Someone's going to pick it up. Probably me. But when these, because it's still quite young in the platform and the player base, it's just like probably too many CDs, NMRs. Anyway. Keep an eye on it. 
it's getting stronger. Yep. Yep. It's still got some walls on that, so I don't think I've seen Middle Earth. I've never, no, I've, this, is, this is why I want to play it. I've, I've never actually... Okay. Can, I will admit, I've never actually read the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy or seen any of the movies. I had full, full intent. Okay, I have read Hobbit. Okay. All right. Once when I was like about 12, and once only about six months ago. Right? The time that I was going to go watch the first movie of Lord of the Rings and I was okay. really excited and pumped for it yeah I was going to go with my sister-in-law to it on Boxing Day okay, okay so, you know most of the new movies comes out on Boxing Day yeah this is a while back obviously if we can remember when it's going right back yeah I got a bit too cladded on Christmas Day <laughs> massive fucking hangover on Boxing Day this is why Amy never saw the Lord of the and Rings. And I still have never seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and on that note, we might wrap up and we'll go do a Patreon for somewhere else because the trivia night's about to start. Cheers, guys. Cheers. See ya. Thanks for supporting the show. Bye.